Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We're coming to eighth time. Let's get to work in, man. Let's go. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Happy Tuesday to all of you. Nice to be with you. Appreciate you getting uh, up with us. D'Amico, D'Amico watch continues today. Yeah, Me. I just, I, it just occurred to me that Damian Pierce and D'Amico are going to be paired up together. <laughs> that's, I, that's an interesting yin and yang right there. I mean, D'Amico. Damien is going to love D'Amico so much. <laughs> yes. And D'Amico, I was actually thinking about this last night. As, you know, Ian Rappaport tweeted out, gosh, it seems like forever ago, yesterday morning, the Texans and 49ers, D'Amico, uh, 49's D.C., D'Amico Ryans could meet as soon as this afternoon after he handles his San Francisco responsibilities. If all goes well, a hire could be finalized Tuesday or Wednesday, sources say. Their top candidate all along. It appears a homecoming is on its way to happening. Yep. And, um... A couple things I was thinking about with D'Amico, because I've been very much in his corner. Uh, I, I feel like my career is tied to his at this point. I'm considering <laughs> retiring from radio if it doesn't work out with D'Amico. I feel like I, I, like, appreciate, I, like, you, I appreciate the heads up. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize you were so pessimistic about D'Amico's no, chances. No, I, I assumed no. that would be five years oh, of security. I need to know it, if there's uh, even a 2% chance that you're going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, I, the only thing, so I'm I'm trying to play devil's advocate with myself a little bit here. Sorry, Sean, I know you had a topic planned, but my brain is... No, it was D'Amico, actually, so this is perfect. Go ahead. As you found out like two minutes ago, uh, as I told you I was going to do something, I I hadn't done it yet. Mm -hmm. My brain's all over the place. You're good, you're good. So, uh, and it's because of all this D'Amico stuff. So, I'm excited about Damian Pierce and others meeting D'Amico, but then there is also that side of it that, yeah... Players are going to love D'Amico, but he is also the head coach now, which means he's going to be a guy that's in charge of telling some guys that their dreams aren't going to work out with the Houston Texans, telling other guys that uh, their contract demands are (laughs) absurd. (laughs) D'Amico won't say it like that. But it's uh, it's different. It's hard to be quite as popular when you're the head coach because you got to make the tough decisions. So I I thought, okay – Am I envisioning and can I see D'Amico being that guy making the hard decisions? And I, I think yes, 
Um, and he'll do it, I think, in a lot of ways like coaches like Gary Kubiak or Tony Dungy or others have done it where they don't have to do it with an iron fist. But they're going to – I think D'Amico is very honest with people and also, you know, the, one of the reasons they called him Cap when he was a rookie was because he's that guy that just is, has always been from a very young age mature enough to see what the big picture is and what the goal is. And when you're a coach of a team or a, a leader of a business or whatever it is, all your decisions are guided by that principle. You know, so sometimes you got to be a, sometimes you got to be the unpleasant guy, but it's all uh, for the greater purpose. Um, I think him having been through that before probably helps too. I know he was traded from here, but he was released from the Eagles back in 2016. Oh, just like Andy Reid. Yeah, yeah. Well, that would have been a 2016. Oh yeah, he was fired just like Andy Reid was. Yes. Yeah. 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 You're Andy right. Reid revenge. Yeah. Yeah. We, we haven't we haven't hit on that much. No, everybody knows how bitter and angry a person Andy Reid is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's got a Jeffrey Lurie <laughs> voodoo doll ready to go for the Super Bowl. <laughs> they keep trying to play up the revenge angle. I'm like, I you you guys, you got you got the wrong guy. Yeah, here. <laughs> he's the nicest guy on the planet. Um, so, uh, but back to D'Amico. Yeah, yes. yeah, no, the D'Amico uh, thing. You're right. Yeah, it's, not, it's uh, he's had his. He's had his share of rejection. He was not part of the Nick Saban Alabama crew, so he had to he had to fight through people at Alabama, you know, questioning the greatness of Alabama. No, that's right. No, he was there in the he was there. He got drafted the year before Saban got there in two thousand seven. So, um, yeah, I think that it's a good point, man. I mean, just in life, anybody who's been bumped up from being a you know front line worker to being overseeing people. Having to fire yeah. people is a big adjustment. You know what I mean? Like it's a, and and I think that's what he's going from here. The coordinators and the position coaches are never. I mean, they have say so. Obviously, they've got input, but they're never the ones that have to break the news to the guys that they're yeah. being let go. So that is a big difference, man. It is a big I'm difference. Gonna that, I'm going to put that in my notes of things to talk to D'Amico about. Was one thing I was actually impressed about with Bill O'Brien was on hard knocks. I felt like he gave guys a pretty honest assessment. He was good at firing people, yeah. When he was letting them go, yeah. yeah. Which, you know, a lot of times, that that's the hardest thing to do is, hey, I'm turning your world upside down, but also here's some constructive criticism. And yet that is the best thing you can do for that person, especially in football, where it's, I mean, the guy might have one more shot, if any, at making it in the league. So if you can give him some good advice about what he needs to fix, that can go a long way. So I, and I, I do think, you know, D'Amico as a straight shooter will be that kind of guy. Yeah, I would agree. So Rappaport tweeted that yesterday. There were other uh, tweets yesterday about the D'Amico thing that brought varying degrees of reaction. Um, Josina Anderson weighed in with a report, I think, Seth. I don't. I think this is a report. Here was Josina Anderson's tweet. I have to get these sent to me because she blocked me. Um, what? She blocked you? me. Yeah. You, yeah. Sean. I think I probably oh retweeted goodness. one of her tweets with, huh? And that was enough oh, to get yeah. me blocked. Which I think is the general reaction to Josina Anderson tweets. This is what she tweeted yesterday. Her, her status update on the D'Amico Ryan's saga. The authorization has gone out from ownership to close the deal per league source. We're all monitoring through the final tape. End quote. <laughs> so that one's pretty clear cut, at least. For her, uh, but yeah, like, who, like words, just, who words it I, this I, way? I, I, it's just, it's all worded. She words things very, and it's not the way she talks either. No. Like when she gives reports. I some people it's kind of like McLean on social media where it's just, he's just different on social media. Yeah. It's almost like an alter ego. I feel like with Josina Anderson, who whenever I've seen her do a stand-up or a report on something where usually they write their own copy and yeah. everything, 
It's it all makes sense. She's excellent. Yeah. Or she writes an article, it makes sense. There's something about her Twitter that it just uh, like Magic Johnson's Twitter. Magic Johnson's Twitter. I like uh, you. You read it and you're like, there's no way this is. I've heard I've I've heard Magic Johnson speak before. This is not this is not his intelligence level. And right. yet he gets on Twitter it's just like McLean. McLean's not a mean, vindictive person. Yet you get on Twitter and you're like, what the hell is this? Yeah, this guy. Who is this he's guy? An angry old man. Well, My God. Um, the uh, the one from Josina Anderson yesterday. Now this was as various people like Josina Anderson, perhaps Benjamin Albright from Denver, were kind of backpedaling after they'd been so confident that of course. Of course, if Denver likes D'Amico, D'Amico will go to Denver. We're the Denver Broncos. We used to be somebody. So, uh, Josina Anderson last night had said, I'm told the Denver Broncos have not received notification that D'Amico Ryans has withdrawn from its head coach search. The organization is continuing the process of evaluating candidates per league source, which that, that uh, stands in contrast to other people that have reported uh, that D'Amico Ryan's flat out told the Broncos, nah, not interested. Yeah, yeah, that's what um, I've heard. And maybe even as uh, a Woody Page there had tweeted it out yesterday. He did. And um, I don't know, other, other people think perhaps that it happened even earlier than and that. By the way, that's the, that. him telling them they're not interested is not a binding contract or something. If things fell through with the Texans, I'm guessing Denver would welcome D'Amico back to the table. You know? Right, right. Yeah, other people have pointed out that no contract offer was extended, which is fine. Yeah. That's, that still makes sense. I think D'Amico, you know, all along, including last year when he took his hat out of the ring, I think is going to be selective about all this stuff and take his time with it. Uh, the the one scary thing is if perhaps they couldn't come to terms on a contract right now. Um, and I don't know what the, you know, these are these situations where sometimes agents can get in the way of a good Come up thing. the works, yes. <laughs> yeah, which I, and Jimmy, Jimmy Sexton is a good agent. He's represented other Texans uh, as well. Uh, it escaped my mind right now. I'm sure uh, Patrick Storm or somebody will. Text us very mm-hmm. quickly. So, uh, but it, yeah, it's not like he's known as a guy that makes things difficult. Yep. Um, I guess probably the biggest uh, thing on social media. See, JJ Watt knows how to do it. We're not going to critique your word usage if you just don't use words in your tweets. JJ just yeah. chose to tweet out yesterday afternoon a picture of him and D'Amico Ryan's yucking it up on the sidelines in the one year they spent together here in Houston back in 2011. I like that tweet the best. I like that the best. It's cryptic in all the right ways. It's more suggestive than cryptic, yeah. is it not? That's uh, that's the way to do it. Do you Pictures think he would? Do you, do you think he would tweet that if he didn't know something about a deal being done between the two sides, JJ Watt? I don't think so because he's not. He's not. It's not like he's in troll mode or anything. Right. Or has hard feelings with the city of Houston. He's been very conciliatory. So I don't think that he would tantalize us with anything like that. Although I did get a little bit nervous yesterday when Chester Pitts decided to tell everybody to calm down. Yeah, what do you do? Chester, the most exuberant person I've ever met, is telling everybody to cool off for a little while. That's what made me nervous. (laughs) This is what what Chester Pitts tweeted. Trying to be Uncle Buzzkill to everybody. Uh, Let's see. I know you are excited and the moment is growing, but chill out and relax. What will be, will be. It's a process. And I thought, hey, maybe maybe he's talking about something else. But he did hashtag Go Texans. Okay. To which I responded, I will not chill, nor will I relax. Yeah. I just tweeted. Ever. I just retweeted and said, damn, Chester. The hell, man. I didn't say what the hell, man, but that's how I felt. Man. Chester's not allowed to all of a sudden turn into the. Right. That's guy. a heel turn of the nth degree right Ch- there by Ch- Chester. Chester. 
puts a, a Chester puts a, a good spin on everything. That's why he's going to be such a great politician someday. No kidding. All right, so we await the white smoke from NRG Stadium to see if there is a coaching hire today. Hopefully today's the day. We'll see. We're, but we're waiting to see D'Amico Ryans get uh, hired as the sixth head coach, full-time head coach, in Texans history. We'll keep an eye on that. Um, up next, uh, the Super Bowl is coming up. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Patrick Mahomes is back. He's in the Super Bowl for the third time in four years. He and the Kansas City Chiefs are a menace, and they're going to be for a long time. There's an NFL team that could have prevented all this, as it turns out, back in 2017, if they'd made the right decision. And they really disappointed Patrick Mahomes in the process. We'll tell you who it was, and we'll let you hear from Mahomes Sr. next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you on a um, on a Tuesday. D'Amico Ryan's watch is on. Super Bowl in about a week and a half or so. Kansas City and Philadelphia should be fun. Uh, two Texas quarterbacks in this game, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. That's pretty cool. Um, Patrick Mahomes... Is I think he's the poster child for tormenting an entire conference and certainly an entire division for what has been the last five years, Seth, and probably will yeah. be at least the next five years. Patrick, he's like Mahomes. a he's like a, a a band of Huns is what he is. Yes, storming into your village and killing all of your coverages. Yes, yeah, all your coverage. Yeah, exactly. Um, so him and Andy Reid getting put together was uh, was bad news for the rest yeah. of the NFL, and it felt that way at the time. And it it felt that way at the time. And Sean, it felt that way for the last few years. This was supposed to be the off season of hope, remember? Because Tyreek Hill was gone. Yeah. And now we'll see what now we'll see what Pat Mahomes is really made of. And oh damn it, we've made him. Stronger. He's going to win the MVP. He's actually yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're going to end at some point here in the next couple of years. They'll probably draft another Travis Kelsey, hopefully with a more subdued personality. I disagree. And- <laughs> I enjoy Travis oh, Kelsey. Oh, stop it. If it were for Travis Kelsey's brother, you would want to launch him into the sun. I am He's in softened the, by Jason Kelsey and a, Jason Kelsey he, alone. He is a wrestling heel to me. I can hate him but view him as a character. That's how I view him. He's a TV character. Um, so I don't want him to go anywhere. Uh, well, actually, I do. I want him to stop playing tight end in the NFL. But he can hang out and do his podcast for however long he wants to. Um, Patrick Mahomes Sr., 
was on with our sister station up in uh, Chicago, 670 The Score, Parkins and Spiegel. He was on their afternoon show yesterday. And, man, how much trouble would the NFL have been saved, and specifically those of us in the AFC, if the Bears had just done what they had led Patrick Mahomes to believe they were going to do on draft night back in 2017? I don't know if there was ever a moment I thought it. I know he wholeheartedly thought it because they told him that they were going to draft him. You know, they told him that they were going to draft him. So we thought he was going to be the third pick overall, go to Chicago. He had a great meeting when he went there and and liked all the guys that were doing the stuff there, and and he thought he was going to be a bear. And then once they traded up and got Mitch, you know, it kind of hurt him. I mean, it really did, but – he always knew that Kansas City had told him that, you know, they were going to come up and get him. They just didn't know how far they had to go. But initially, he thought he was going to be a Chicago Bear. The, the, the hosts on this show were ready to commit suicide after that. <laughs> In Chicago. <laughs> they traded okay. up for Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. They could have just um, stuck at three and taken Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes thought that's what was going to happen. I I hate being the devil's advocate here because this very thing did happen to me on draft day, draft weekend, because uh, on day one, the Dallas Cowboys defensive line coach told me that back then it was the first three rounds on the yeah. first day and yeah. then four through seven on the rest. So the Dallas defensive line coach called me and at the, the top of the third round said, hey, Seth. You are the only defensive lineman left that we would want to draft. So we're probably, if you're there, and if we take a defensive lineman, we're either going to take you with our last pick in the third round or our first pick in the fourth round. And I thought, okay, cool. And it wasn't, so he wasn't saying, hey, we're going to take you. But, you know, the, the third round finished out. Cowboys took somebody other than a defensive lineman, so I thought, cool. They took um, they took Kenny Wheaton, defensive Kenny back. Wheaton. Yeah, Ken, so, defensive uh, back out of Oregon. So I'm sitting there, and I'm waiting, and you know, a bunch of teams called that morning before the fourth round began and said, hey, keep an eye, keep your, being sure. We, they called to be sure they got the right phone number. That's the part where you're kind of like, oh, they might not tell you anything, but they want to be sure they got the right phone number. So I'm sitting there, I'm waiting, and then, uh, you know, first, first pick that Dallas has in the fourth round comes up, and again – he didn't say he was going to take me. He said if they were going to take a defensive lineman, they'd take me with their first pick in the fourth round by this point. Uh, Sean, who did they take with the first pick in the fourth round? With the 101st selection in their, the 19... 19- their first pick. Their, yeah. yeah, with the 101st selection in the 1997 NFL draft, the Dallas Cowboys select Antonio Anderson, yeah. defensive tackle, Syracuse. Yeah. Poor little Seth Payne stuck there just uh, feeling alone and rejected. For the kid... <laughs> Just up the road from me, you yeah. know, Big Brother Syracuse up from Cornell University. Yep. So pro- they probably went to the- they probably went to his pro day like the same day they went to my whatever you want. I had like seventeen pro days. I had to work out whenever they showed up. Basically, they'd be like, Cornell <laughs> didn't have a pro day themselves. God no, God no. What are they going to fly into Ithaca? No, it would- they'd call and they'd say like, "Hey, uh, we hear there's a good McDonald's on Route 13. Can we uh, swing in?" and and I'd be like, "Well, yeah, I did just finish a heavy leg workout, but yeah, I'll run." A 40 for you. Um, so they, they take Antonio <laughs> Anderson, and the defensive line coach, to his credit, I should probably look up who he is, called back after the Jaguars ended up drafting me a few picks later. He called back and he apologized. Oh, and did he, he said, really? Yeah. That yeah, feels rare. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he, he felt bad because he said, This is what we had talked about. And 
basically the story he told me, as I recall it, was that they, they weren't going to draft Antonio Anderson because he had injury concerns, but the owner decided that they wanted, he wanted the big fella out of Syracuse instead of this little unknown fella out of Cornell. Uh, they should have drafted the unknown fella out of Cornell. You know how many games Antonio Anderson wound up playing in the NFL? Hmm. 21. Yeah. You know how many Seth C. That's, Payne ended up playing? I, I don't know. 121. <laughs> okay. 100. You were a hundy better than him. You were a Benjamin yeah. Franklin better Sean, than that guy. Let's be honest. It was Dallas. I would have, would have blown everything on cocaine <laughs> That's and true. That's by true. year two. We you, know we know what would have happened hey, to me. I needed to go to a wholesome town you would have been like teammates, Jacksonville. You would have been teammates with Clint Sterner. <laughs> you guys would have been out slaying the whole drank time. all the beer in that town. <laughs> That's right. You so. would an old Stern dog. <laughs> I think it's silly as hell. Um, I was, uh, so I went to a more wholesome town. Uh, Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I could, you know, live a nice little clean, sober life. Yep. So, um, so my word of caution, though, would be a lot of times – a lot of times teams will have conversations about how much they like a guy or there's contingencies because this same thing happened to me with Jacksonville. I misunderstood what the defensive line coach in Jacksonville told me about when they were planning on drafting me. Yeah. Um, I realized later, like, oh, okay, yeah, I heard that wrong. But I, I think sometimes a team will say, hey, we really like you. If things fall the right way, we're going to take you with the first pick. The Bears at that point may have had no intentions of trading up and they thought Mitch Trubisky was going to go higher. Who knows? But – I like with Kellen Mond. Remember that Kellen Mond's dad told the same story about yeah. how the Texans wanted him. I never, I never really believe it. You did, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's got people misinterpret things, and the parents are usually hearing it secondhand through the kid, and the kid doesn't always understand the whole, every dynamic of it. So it's. Um, it's a, it's a, it's not as simple as oh yeah the Bears were going to take him. If I were a Bears fan, I would, uh, I would be suicidal for other reasons other than this. Right. right. It would have been nice though if the Bears had gotten Mahomes because they definitely would have ruined him. They've ruined every other quarterback for the last well, fifty years. Yeah, they would have. I mean, he wouldn't have had Andy Reid. I mean, you look at okay if if Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes had roles reversed. I think Pat Mahomes is still going to be good. Um, Pat Mahomes might have a harder time. He would have had a harder time picking up Bill O'Brien's offense because he was not as advanced intellectually as Deshaun Watson was. But, I mean, Deshaun paired with Andy Reid, that could have been something. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and who knows what way the Deshaun Watson saga turns if he's somewhere else. It's true. Uh, yeah. He would have been, uh, you know, he would he would have been opening up a, an awful mustard-based uh, barbecue restaurant right. or something instead of a cheesesteak place. Instead of place. a cheesesteak place, right. No, he would have done uh, – he would have tried to <laughs> – he would have tried to bring some other city's cuisine to uh, Kansas City. So you probably would have tried to open a Houston barbecue place in Kansas City. In Kansas City, City. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or North Carolina barbecue in Kansas City. Interesting, interesting decisions. All right, um, the worst take that we've heard so far in the last 24 hours on D'Amico Ryan's possibly becoming the next Texans head coach. And what – People have turned on Tony Romo big time. I know. <laughs> like there are th- there are think pieces out now about Tony Romo's demise. <laughs> Seven theories oh. on why Romo has regressed. I'm gonna I'm gonna oh. p- see if these pass the smell test with Seth Payne. We'll do that next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. All right, so a couple things here on the D'Amico Ryan's front. I'm, I'm looking... It's funny the way this is getting framed for the Texans. Let's do an audio version first. And then I I was just I just had a, a Twitter poll brought to my attention that's very funny to me about D'Amico Ryans as well that we will get to. Here was Keyshawn Johnson. Seth, you found this. This was yeah. on Keyshawn Johnson's morning show that he does with Max Kellerman and, and Jason Williams on ESPN. And I'll let you set this up because Keyshawn frames this in a way that I was very disappointed in a former NFL player. Uh, Yeah, Keyshawn is upset that he started off saying he was happy that D'Amico got this job. Um, And then, honestly, I can't imagine uh, both a bigger indication that he hasn't actually been paying attention to the NFL coaching searches at all, but also basically insulting D'Amico Ryans by questioning why on earth uh, he would take this job with the Houston Texans. Why does he have to take a bat? I know he doesn't like have to. Three it's tombstones we've seen from this because job. Because if he, if back he, does, back if back he doesn't take this job, he may never get another one. Right. Right. So you have to. You, yeah. You get, it's almost like you got to do it. Well, you're, gam- you're, you're rolling the how dice come if he you can't, don't. How come he can't get a. Uh, uh, like the Panthers job. Yeah, even a Panthers uh, job or a Denver Bronco job. Yep. Why does he have to get a <laughs> that huge job? No, no, that look, job. look you guys are white about that. Listen, <laughs> Kellen Moore is out in Dallas. Yeah, so uh, so Max Kellerman throws the last little. You know, basically, the Texans are getting a lot of flack for hiring too many black head coaches. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, what the hell are we doing here? What are we doing here? I I I understand and I get that after the. 
the two coaches, you would raise your eyebrows at the very least and say, all right, hey, what is going on here? Are they only hiring black coaches because uh, they just want these guys to check off a box until somebody else gets hired? And each time they'll say, well, let's see who they hire. And then they go and they hire, potentially, if they hire D'Amico Ryans, a black coach, and it turns into somehow this is now a bad thing because D'Amico has to take a job with the Texans. No, no key, Sean. D'Amico may have been the most highly sought-after, most intriguing candidate in this job search. He's turning people down. He's pushing other teams away. It's just people are so got, so dang locked into this need to virtue signal by saying that the Texans are the worst place ever and just a bastion of all things horrible that anybody that would take a job there must be doing it under extreme duress. Stop insulting D'Amico Ryan's Keyshawn and acting like, oh, he was forced into this because this was the only job he could have. And what the hell? Wait a minute. Where the hell does anybody get off acting like the Carolina Panthers are a prized destination for anybody. What the hell was that? Who the hell is Keyshawn Johnson, a man, if I remember correctly, once agitated for Tony Dungy to lose his job when he was a player on that same team. Fact check me on that. Remember when he said, oh, bring in Bill Parcells, the guys that actually know how to take care of business? Yeah. Uh, No, Keyshawn. D'Amico has options. D'Amico looks like he's choosing the Houston Texans. It's just let it go, man. Just let it go. Yeah. Absurd. This is where when shows like that are allowed to operate at 50,000 feet, they can just do they can do drive bys on the Texans really, really easily and just kind of and and just kind of sashay past it. And you you heard Max Kellerman at the end just, okay, on to Kellen Moore. You know what I mean? Like, hey, let's let's pinata the Texans for 30 seconds on some 50,000 foot narratives. Call Denver and Carolina better jobs than the Texans right. and move on to Kellen Moore and, taking the Chargers job. So my, my issue with Keyshawn is on a football level and, and like and a knowledge of the situation level. Yeah. I'm not going to touch the racial side of it um, when, you know, if I'm if I'm talking to Keyshawn or somebody like that, other than to just point out that they are hiring. Uh, they're getting a lot of flack for probably hiring three black head coaches in a row. Right. Um, as far as Kellerman goes, Kellerman, I'll put my eyes sights on you, uh, dead ass, and 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 say yes. This is um, it's very 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 easy for guys like Max Kellerman to just uh, to just lob lob a, a fireball into the city limits and then just keep driving on along um, and basically act like, I, I see what's up. I know what's going on. I, I get the deal. I, I, I really, um, I think about these things and I'm one of the good guys. No, you're, this is what, this is what I would love for guys like Max Kellerman to do. Talk to some actual black Houston Texans fans, you know, like, like you and I do, Sean. Yep. And we have some, we have some Texans listeners, some black Texans, black listeners to our show who, um, yes, have very much a lot of concerns about the Texans. We have other shows who have concerns about the Texans, even on the racial side of things, but who will also say, look, this, this ain't it. Like, what you guys are saying this is, this ain't it. Right. So, like, talk to some actual – I'm sorry. Like, as you're, as you're trying to stand up and be the, the noble good Samaritan here, talk to some actual black Texans fans before you act like you're standing up for all of them. Right. See what, it, see, yeah. see what they thought of David Culley and Lovey Smith in the job. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, obviously, our listeners are – you know, one segment, uh, one small segment of a society. But as far as our listeners go, 
like there's a diversity of opinions about it, and it's not based on the color of the the opinion holder's skin. That's right. At least, at least not like Max Kellerman and these guys want to believe it is. How about this, Seth? So this guy named Cole Wright, this just got thrown onto my timeline here. John Crumpler, who writes for Texans Wire, retweeted this. Cole Wright, whose bio on Twitter says that he is uh, he's with FanDuel, it looks like. He's he's uh, the marqueesportsnetwork.com. He's got 12,000 followers, whatever. I just found this funny. Because it's probably it is probably he's out of he's based out of Chicago. Yeah, he put up this poll: If you're D'Amico Ryan's, do you take the trash Houston head coach position, <laughs> given the franchise's track record? If you were Ryan's, what would you do? And then in parentheses, the Texans haven't exactly set themselves or their head coaches up for success. So he's putting up a poll while clearly like putting up what his opinion is in the poll. Like, yeah, yeah, do yeah, you yeah, take yeah, the yeah. trash Houston head coach position? Accept the position. This is the funny part. It's got about a thousand votes. Accept the position has eighty-two percent of the votes. <laughs> so this guy, where's this guy out of? This guy is based out of Chicago. MarqueeSportsNetwork.com. I, I mean, well, yeah, because Chicago fans, like, see, Chicago fans get it. Denver fans are delusional right now. Denver fans still think that they have a marquee spot yeah. because it's nice to live in Denver and because they were good a decade ago. Yeah. Uh, somehow they believe that these last six years of incompetence are somehow uh, just uh, to be washed away, and that the brand new owners who are committed to Russell Wilson uh, are because they can spend a lot of money uh, as opposed to other billionaires. This is, okay, these, these damn people in Denver, they don't understand that. Do you understand there are multiple Walmart heirs now? Just because they're not the only owners of Walmart. The actual, like, Walmart Corporation does not own the Broncos. And also, excuse me, excuse me for somehow getting confused with somehow Walmart being associated with exorbitant spending. What the hell is wrong with people? How the hell How the hell are people acting like, well, oh, the Walmart money. There's Dude, one thing I, I know, know about. Man. There's one thing I know about Walmart. I was, in, I was at Walmart yesterday and all kinds of fur coats walking around in there. Brightly watches. Well, yeah. yeah they, uh, I'll tell you what. Yeah, watch out, though, because I hear the penny saver is interested in the Cardinals. The- so if, uh, if the penny saver comes in, they got that penny penny saver money you better uh you better watch out we all walmart. know I'll give it a run for your money we all know the hardest thing about going to walmart is navigating the long line of limousines parked in front of it <laughs> like one of the one of the things they would always say about sam walton was hey man the guy he was the world's richest guy at one point and he was still like he would drive you know he would drive his old pickup truck yeah. for 10 years at a time yep. he just you know he, he, he he lived it. He lived it. He, he lived a just conservatively financial living. Oh. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, so, shifting gears here, Payne and Pendergast on a Tuesday morning. We'll keep, uh, we'll keep in tune on the D'Amico Ryan's news as it comes out. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at one of, literally one of three articles I read yesterday that have the same theme. What's wrong with Tony Romo? <laughs> Why he might be regressing? This is the story right now in broadcasting is how did Tony Romo go from being so hailed as some sort of trendsetter and standard setter in broadcasting to being a punchline right now? Like he's has anybody yeah, has anybody a- around the NFL game Seth had their had their stock drop further than Tony Romo in the last maybe Russell Wilson 
And that's about it. That's all I can think of. He's the Russell he is, Wilson of broadcasters. He, I got to think that Cowboys fans are like retroactively angry again at various Tony Romo performances. Because I think it's pretty obvious to them now, like, oh, wow, he uh, showed some promise, got a huge amount of money, and then just kind of phoned it in. And that feels a whole lot like his NFL career as yes. a quarterback, too. Yeah. Boy, wow. Wow, look at all this promise. But like, ah, I don't know. Jimmy. Should I throw this football? Okay. Oopsie. Okay. Yeah, with no Jim Nance to bail him out on the football field. That's true. <laughs> this article on frontofficesports.com has a handful of theories as to why Romo may have fallen off. I want to float these to you, and you tell me if these are valid. The one is, the first one is, let Romo be Romo. In other words, he doesn't do as much of the Romo Stradamus stuff that he used to do. Yeah. Um, so let him get back to trying to call the play. I don't know, man. Like he's, I don't think he's that good at it he anymore. He's awful at it. Yeah. He always was. He always was. And that's what used to drive me insane. There's a small group of us who, from year one with Romo, have been looking around and wondering, like, what? Why are people making a big deal out of him getting the call right like forty percent of the time? Forty percent. Like, he, he would. I mean, he would be wrong so much. But at times, especially back when he was still fresh off game planning for these teams, he would have a pretty good feel for what could ha- could happen. Um, but people would just weirdly ignore when he would say, "Oh, we got a run coming up the middle here," and it would be like a deep ball. People just kind of forget the things. That he said beforehand. Yeah. And I, I guess now they're noticing it because he's not offsetting it. He says a lot of wrong stuff before the play, and people are noticing it because he's not offsetting it with any brilliant prognostications like he was before. Second theory on why Tony Romo has regressed. He needs, oh, we're only on number two? He needs coaching. Um, Dick Ebersol, Dick Ebersol yeah. former head of, ES, of NBC Sports, um, said that uh, – this is somebody who should be an announcer for the ages, but clearly he has lost his passion for it. This this bullet point says Seth, he basically needs a needs coaching to remind him that his passion for the game is what got him to there in the first place. Yeah, I think uh, his passion for the game, I suppose, but I, I, I don't think his passion ever included actually committing uh, actual time to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember, like from the very get go. Remember the criticism of him going off to Cabo with Jessica Simpson the, the, during the off week of the play? Like, he's never been committed to anything, as far as we can tell. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't, I don't buy that Ibrisol all of a sudden is going to come in and, uh, and, and be the salve for a Tony Romo who is never actually all that good to begin with. Here's a theory that I saw espoused in multiple articles. I'm kind of skipping around here but because I, yeah, I want to yeah. make sure we get to the good ones. Um, that the NFL has changed since Romo retired in 2017. And that he's a quarterback, and he's the one who, in, as far as insight goes, probably more on the offensive side than the defensive side. That since 2017, there's more spread formations, there's more spread elements. That diagnosing what teams are going to necessarily do out of certain formations has become harder for him because the game has changed significantly since 2017 when he left. Does that hold yeah, water? That's uh, that holds water. Um, it's just it's not it's not like it's actually changed all that much. It's just it's he doesn't have the spoon fed information that he once had, mm-hmm. um, or the familiarity. You play against teams enough, and you you start to get that feel for it. I, you know him actually being. It is impressive that he was doing it in the AFC after spending his career in the NFC. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, like he did. Um, so I think there was a lot that was more fresh in his mind. But like Sean. I, this isn't even because this doesn't even touch the surface. People are acting like the prognostication was the big deal, and he doesn't do that now, so he's lost the brilliance. He has clearly 
in so many games not done a bit of preparation. Either that or he's stupid. It's one or the other. I don't want to lie. I don't want to slander the guy. I would say in my mind, he either has spent zero time preparing for these guys other than showing up for the interviews of the coaches beforehand, or he's just really, really stupid. It's one of the two things. I mean, during the game the other day, it was he had never heard uh, Burrowhead Stadium he hadn't, before. He hadn't. Like, this is simple. Read an article or something, yep, man. Yep. It, it just, um, it's bad. It's hard to watch because he, he doesn't understand what's going on half the time either. Here, here's another good one. I think this plays into what you were just saying about, you know, do something during the week. The other analysts on the other stations, the A-listers, the Aikmans, the Olsons, the Joe Bucks, the Kirk Herbstreets of the world, Chris Collinsworth, they do a lot of media during the week. They're out there. They're out in the market. They're giving interviews leading up to the games. They participate in podcasts. They chat up sports media critics on a first-name basis. That helps slant the coverage in their favor. The, the only time you ever see or hear from Romo is for three hours on a Sunday is probably one reason why maybe we're being as harsh as we are right now. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, is that valid? I, I, yeah, I think that's valid. I think that also, though, I, like I said, I, there are a lot of people in, in, like, in some of the like, NFL, like really smart NFL people, high-profile people from year one that I would talk to, um, or really just they could see this coming. In a lot of ways, including not being that impressed in year one. There are a lot of, look, a lot of the color commentator guys are really bright guys that could have been doing and could still do because they actually work at it, could still do what Roma do, does, but it's just, it, it gets annoying to people. Um, but they, they could do it. Yeah. They don't because it's annoying. Uh, Romo just flat out can't do it anymore. Yep. It's not that it didn't get yeah, – and does it not sound like Jim Nance is annoyed with him a lot of a the A little time bit. Too? Okay, and I'm glad you brought yeah. that up. This is the last one I'm going to do here, this theory on why Romo has regressed in our eyes. Quite simply, he yells too much. <laughs> he, yeah. And this is what they say in this front office sports article. Many viewers appreciate Romo's fan-like enthusiasm, but the yelling can be a bit much, especially when he steps on Nance's play-by-play calls. Quote, yeah, I get that because I've. I, yeah. It's obvious he doesn't watch his own broadcast because if he did, he would change. End quote. I don't know about that second part. Yeah, because maybe he he gets a lot of positive feedback for that too. Yeah, but yeah, like I I I know that because there's people that are put out by my. I don't shout as much as I used to, but mm-hmm. there's people that just flat out don't like it, especially at six fifty one in the morning. <laughs> so, uh, like, I get that. Some do. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, some do, some yeah. don't. That, I feel, is more of a personal taste. Sure. Like, the sounds and the voice. I've seen uh, somebody, writ- another article uh, pointed out his sounds that he makes as a negative, but he's always done that. Yeah. So that's a personal taste thing. Somebody, you know you know who's pissed me off about, the most about this, Sean? Who? The freaking Brandy. Your Brandy, wife? You, yes. In year one, she did not like Romo at all. And Actually. I was kind of, I was like, all right, well, I, you know, I'm not impressed by the prognostication, yeah. but I think there's something there. He's got a lot of energy and he's got passion and he makes it fun. And she was just not seeing it. And now she kind of enjoys that he's a happy idiot. Uh, and I'm, really? I was pointing out all the things that you just brought up. And she's like, yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> so now I don't know what to do with her. Okay. I, just, I wonder, yeah. do you think she represents a big swath of the audience out there? I think there are a lot of people that just enjoy having somebody that's not taking it so seriously. Yeah, I think so too. You know, probably. there's there is that. Is like Ross Tucker when he does a game. Ross is very bright, obviously, but he has a lot of fun with it. And there's probably people that don't like that, but he's not. <sighs> Romo can't put a sentence together. Did they bring that up in the article? <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> I mean, I don't see it. Here, honestly, no. listen, listen to the broadcasts. He cannot. 
speak in complete sentences anymore. <laughs> That's the part where during games people will say on social media, you see a lot of comments in the vein of, is Tony Romo okay? Is Tony Romo drunk? What happened to Tony Romo? Because he can't speak in complete sentences, yeah. which is frowned upon with broadcasters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's <laughs> part of the job. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do the next segment without speaking in any complete sentences. Okay. Here's the thing. Someone's probably going to be able to find on the podcast a segment where we did that, oh. but unwittingly. <laughs> oh, no. A hundred percent. Everything I'm accusing Tony Romo of doing, I do myself. Right. But you don't make 18 million a year. That's what oh, it comes but even down if I did, me. I do it. I do it in a better and more entertaining way. Well, for sure, you Roma. would. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is the problem though. Roma doesn't have enough personality to make up for the other stuff that he's not doing anymore. Yeah. He tries to tell funny stories, and it's impossible to even understand <laughs> what story he's it's telling. True. It's true. You know when you're stuck with a bad storyteller, and they're telling you a story. I have three and a half hours of that with a football game. <laughs> uh, Remember when he tried to tell the story about last year? The uh, the Bengals kickers yeah. saying basically hold my beer we're going to the Super Bowl yeah, um, yeah, yeah. or we're going to the championship game whatever it was he botched that story so badly to the point where you could tell I think he had just heard somebody talking about it in the elevator yes it, it was really bad yeah somehow yeah. he like made the kicker sound worse than like he like it, it, the way he told the story yeah, made the, the kicker story sound was a all certain about kind the, of way. The story was really about the kicker sounding like a cold-blooded assassin yeah. in a good way. And it he told the story in such a way that it made the kicker sound like some hayseed that had just gotten off the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was weird. It was weird. Like Tony Romo in Dallas. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Where Jessica Simpson took his virginity. virginity. Uh, so D'Amico Ryans, it sounds like he's going to be the next Texans head coach. Uh, popular moves, popular acquisitions, signings, trades – in Texans history, where would this stack up? <clears throat> I'm going to rapid fire a few of these and see if D'Amico Ryans clears the bar on all of these. We will do that next. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45 percent. up to 45 percent off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 